0: Welcome to the Global CISO Forum, the podcast for information security executives. Welcome to the Global CISO Forum podcast. I'm your host, Amber Pedron Today, I'm super thrilled to have Paul Horn um, on the podcast talking to us about his career and where he is now. Uh, Paul Horn has been a friend of the certified CISO program for a long time, as well as a member of the CISO Events Committee um, he's helped us put on our amazing CISO, or Global CISO Forums over the years. He's been a huge part of us getting some high-level speakers and some great content. Welcome to the show, Paul. Oh, thanks, Amber. Yeah, I'm just I'm uh, excited to have you on. I think your career has been really interesting. Um, I want to talk about your new venture, but first, tell us a little bit about how you got into security.
1: Sure, I uh, my my path to security actually came uh... from the air force uh, So so i was in the air force uh... i was a special agent and uh, very much like other uh, federal law enforcement uh, agencies you come across computer crimes in addition to all the other types of crimes that criminals commit and there was a lady uh... that uh, she got orders to a new base and she had a computer crimes case and this was in the late nineties early two thousands time frame and uh, so she pcs then and what traditionally happens is, you know, we take the case load at the, at the detachment and divide that up amongst the remaining agents that are left there. And uh, lo and behold, luckily, I was able to get this case, and it was a computer crimes case. It was my first uh, computer crimes case, uh, and that's what really led me down the path and, and turned me, because at the time I only had a criminal justice degree um, after doing that case, I realized that, hey, this is going to be the future. And that's when I left the Air Force and went back and uh, got a degree in actual information system security.
0: Oh, that sounds perfect, though, to have a, a degree in criminal justice and then go get your computer security. I mean, it's kind of like the perfect resume.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I have many thanks to the Air Force for putting me where I am today. I mean, uh, I I can only speak highly of, of the Air Force, as well as, the, as well as the other government services.
0: Well, that's great. So then, what did you do from there?
1: Uh, well, so once I left the Air Force, went back, got my degrees. I did a few different stints, uh, you know, as I was trying to find, you know, my career and and where I was going to actually set up shop. And I did a little bit of time in healthcare, a little bit of did a little bit of time in uh, government contracting and with government. Uh, And then I ended up in the financial services industry. So, you know, for the last five years, I've been the CISO of a financial services uh, company, uh, which is very exciting because, you know, as I've walked away from the military, which had a lot of controls and a lot of security in place from a cultural standpoint, you know, and then going into defense contracting, which was a little bit of a step down, and then even in healthcare, which is a little bit step down. I wasn't thinking uh, that financial services, when I pivoted from government contracting slash government, it would be any different because you know this is people's money is at stake here. Well, I was actually really surprised of how farther down from a maturity and, and a standpoint security was within the financial companies. Now I'm sure that's completely different for your your top financial companies, your Chase's, Bank of America's, and whatnot, but. The average financial services company that's not in your Fortune 50, uh, my guess is it's a it's a farther drop uh, from a posture standpoint, and that was really shocking, which is really why I gravitated to the financial industry, because this is something that can really put folks in a bad spot if their money is taken or their identities are taken. Uh, so that's, that's my passion is actually there in the financial sector.
0: That's great. I mean you sound perfectly positioned to take advantage of this fintech boom that's sort of going on right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so the last company I was at, you know, we were uh, a fintech company. They still are a fintech company. and
0: uh, <laughs> Even you without know, you, they're still existing Yeah, <laughs> even without me. I mean, they're,
1: they're propelling forward no matter what, um, and they're doing good things. But, uh, yeah, no, it's an it's, it's exciting time to be in cybersecurity in general regardless of the industry that you're in because, you know, there's just a, such a need for it, you know, across all industries, specifically critical infrastructure.
0: Right. Right. Okay. So we should talk about it. So your new venture is H2Cyber. Tell us all about it.
1: Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I just recently left, uh, my, my firm and and started my own company, which is H2Cyber. Uh, so, you know, it's a play on words from water, uh, my my tagline is like water. Everyone needs it, just like water for you to survive. Uh, organizations and individuals need cyber, or they're not going to survive. Right. Uh, there's a lot of statistics out there that or, that organizations that are uh, impacted by a cybersecurity breach, specifically small and, and mid business, uh, they're out of they're out of business within six months. So you know that's uh, that's something that can really put. Put organization out of business and really impact the financials of a company is, is the cyber aspect. So, so my firm or you know, my company now, you know, that's what we're focusing on. You know, our market at the moment is real niche. It's going to be in that financial, financial space only because that's where I've operated for the last five years in that heavily regulated environment. Uh, so that's where our focus is. You know, we're, we'll focus on a couple of different things. You know, our our main sweet spot is is program reviews where we can come in and take a look at your program. Uh, We'll do a variety of different things, assess it against a whole bunch of different assessments such as NIST cybersecurity framework, critical security controls, and any other regulatory requirements that are out there from a financial standpoint. Uh, We can give you executive scorecards and industry comparisons and develop your roadmap and action plan based on those results. Uh, and then really help the organization identify, you know, the risk appetite and a risk matrix within the organization if they don't already have it. My suspicion is they have something, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know, package in there all the the site security awareness training, the incident response training, and and a tabletop exercise. So that's really what my organization is focused on, is in the is in the mid cap. I'm not really focusing on, you know, the big conglomerates out there. The, those folks have dedicated CISOs and whatnot, but uh, for organizations that might not have a CISO uh, or some other person that is titled that or, you know, serving in that capacity but doesn't hold the title, that's, yeah. that's where my company is going to shine.
0: All right. Well, you, you stole my next question. I was going to ask if you saw yourself working alongside CISOs or kind of instead of CISOs, but um, that sounds, that sounds no, like we, a good we plan. Can, we
1: can- yeah, we can do both. So we, you know, we can offer the virtual CISO service and come in there and partner with any part of the business if it's an existing, if there's an existing security element or not. Uh, you know, the the best benefit to bringing out, bringing in somebody from the outside is having that true independent view. That it's, you know, this is a completely independent view. This is not tainted by anybody in the organization that has the inside or is going to tailor it one particular way. You know, we're here to tell you know, show the organizations, you know, what is um, perception versus reality.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that's so valuable. So you mentioned kind of regulatory requirements that are particular to fintech. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about what those are? Uh,
1: Sure. So there, you know, there's, there's a lot of different regulatory bodies out there. Uh, For instance, I'll, I'll just mention one. So New York DFS. So, Uh, Anybody that's operating in or licensed in the state of New York or with the state of New York uh, has to follow the New York DFS requirement. Uh, So that's for financial financial companies, you know, whether they might have, you know, let's say there's a financial company that's in Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. but they service and are licensed in the state of New York to service clients that are New York residents. That organization would have to comply with DFS. Mm-hmm. So that that's uh, that's one of the one of the assessments that we would do. They have you know DFS has a, a whole punch sheet of requirements that that uh, broker dealers, for instance, have to follow, uh, and those are things that we would take a look at as well.
0: Okay, all right. So yeah, I mean, financial regulations. Are complicated breaking news <laughs> yeah um, but yes yeah, well, so- that,
1: that's the thing is so you know every public company is going to have to deal with the SEC but right. that's really from like a filing standpoint your 10 K's and and all you know practice they all that kind of jazz you know your quarterly earnings and whatnot but there's certain financial companies like broker-dealers that are held to a much higher standard uh, that goes well beyond what a public company would have to endure so those are the things in the environment that I operated in over the last five years that I'll be able to bring my expertise into organizations to better help them position themselves uh, for where regulation most likely is going to be going. And and my company isn't selling anything, so I'm not going to come in and say, hey, all these six things are wrong. and uh, You need to buy these six products. Oh, and here, I can sell you those six mm. products. That's That's not what my company does. We're not remediating anything. I'm here to tell you... You know, and give you the path for remediation and and outline you know what the business should do. It's up to the business to actually take the action to do it.
0: I see, okay, so you really just go in and do, do audits kind of reviews,
1: yeah, program reviews and assessments in in the rare case, if there's something that's you know just eye opening that I believe is a super high risk, uh, I would probably assist them in remediating and correcting. And putting in type of type of control to to fix that risk mm-hmm. that I saw if I saw something massively glaring uh, but you know it's really up to the organization because it's all a risk based uh, model and and I can outline hey this is these are the areas of risk and and these are the areas I believe that you should focus on the risk and in this order over the next you know, three to five years, but it's obviously up to the organization to implement over the next five years. Right. It's not right. that I'm going to be sitting in there doing all the remediation for the next five years. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Like they need to take it from there. That, that makes sense. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Wow. So is this your first kind of entrepreneurial uh, venture of this sort?
1: Yes, it is. Uh, yes, it is. And it's, uh, it's exciting. You know, there's uh, it's stressful, uh, but there's good stresses and bad stresses.
0: Do you prefer this kind of stress or the kind of stress where you're working for a boss? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I actually, you know, again, I've only been in it a little, you know, roughly a month, but I I, I really am enjoying it. And I, I really, you know, I, I can see the organization that, that that I'm building here developing into something much bigger where, you know, we'll eventually have a much larger team.
0: All right. Well,
1: I don't see the demand for cybersecurity
0: Going down, yeah.
1: <laughs> going down. I mean, sure. there's a shortage of cybersecurity professionals now. The majority of those skills are, you know, individual contributor skills, not so much management level uh, positions. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't, I don't see it going away. And and all organizations, and specifically regulatory bodies, they want to see an independent assessment from somebody outside the organization, and that's really where we can hang our hat.
0: Yeah. So it might feel like a, a risk sometimes, but I, it it kind of isn't when you put it that way. I mean, people need this, you're able to provide it, and you know you're nimble enough with your with your small company at this point to do that. so um I'm excited for you I'm excited to hear how it goes. Uh, we'll have to get a progress report maybe in about a year, have you back on the show and tell us how it's going and uh any lessons learned? I know that a lot of information security people do tend to strike out on their own um, and kind of start their own thing where they see a niche. So I think our audience could learn a lot from what you're doing.
1: Yeah, I would love to come back on next year and, and give you an update. You know, I've had, you know, the one thing that I, that I really uh, thought was great with this experience was, you know, I posted a LinkedIn that I was leaving my organization and, and launching my own company. And there was a tremendous outflow of support uh, for me going on my own, just to start my own business. So the other security professionals, you know, in the industry that have, uh, you know, indicated that on, on my post, uh, I appreciate and thanks everybody for that.
0: That's great. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're probably very busy, um, but for stopping by the show and, uh, we will see you at the global CISO forum in Atlanta in October. I hope.
1: (laughs) Definitely. Absolutely. I, I wouldn't miss it.
0: Great. All right. Well, we'll see you there. Thank you so much for your time, Paul.
1: Thanks, Amber. Thank you for tuning in to another edition
0: of the Global CISO Forum, the podcast for information security executives.